You're listening to the Here's the Deal podcast. If you would like more information or would like to connect with the show, check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Here's the Deal podcast. We hope you enjoy the show. You're listening to the Here's the Deal podcast. My name is Dominic Kendall, and uh, like always, I'm joined by my co-host, Luke Chris. What's up, guys? Uh, this is a fun podcast because for the first time, um, well, now permanently, Luke is in town. He is back, back in home. Town. Yep, back from Dallas, and so uh, he's going to be with us, and now we get to produce this thing in person and hopefully do it more often. And uh, Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. And then, uh, and so... Glad to have him here, and, and so Luke, some things caused you to come back here. You know, you're kind of quarantined there, and and uh, you know, since the last time we recorded a podcast, we are now in the middle of a global pandemic. Uh-huh. Huh. So, uh, Luke, I guess the question is: is we've been in this thing for how many days? We've we been in quarantine. Um, let's see. Today makes like 730. Is what it feels like. Yeah. I think it's been right at a month, right at 30 something days. Yeah. We uh. We've been in this thing for a while. Not only that, if you're listening to this podcast, it is April 13th, 2020. We just got done with a massive storm. We have no internet. Oh, that's crazy. My uh, house has no power. Yeah. And so there was a cow that landed on our house <laughs> this morning. It was terrible. But Luke, I guess the question is this, is what do you miss mo- uh, most about uh, pre-pandemic life or PPL? PPL, as we have started calling it around yep. here. Pre-pandemic life, what do I miss most? Um, man, I don't know. It's I'm I'm almost torn because I am introvert, um, introverted to the core. So this quarantine is just almost like a dream to me, man. Just to get to stay at home and um, just be inside and do things like that is so fun for me. But also, man, I just I've had enough of it. I just want to be around people. I've come home. And it still feels like I'm in Dallas because I still haven't got to be with any of my friends. Yeah. Like, I haven't got to see them. I've seen some of my family, like, twice and had to stay far away from them. Haven't been able to hug them or anything like that. Yeah, you hug somebody, they die, man. Yeah, instantly. That's how I hear it happens. Yeah. Um, so I just miss that. I miss being around people. Um, I miss <clears throat> the carefreeness. It was probably... an ignorant carefreeness but just being able to go to stores and not worry about what i touch i've never washed my hands more i listen i I probably say that i've washed my hands more in the last month than i ever have accumulated my entire life insane yeah i every every single time i think about it which is about every three to four minutes yeah i'll just get a dose of hand sanitizer we have a nine gallon thing of hand sanitizer next to us (laughs) it's humongous it is it is guarded by armed snipers i'm filling up uh things and taking it to our house because we can't find any yeah and we drink it so um (laughs) but this is a it's been a crazy time but even in the midst of this crazy time the lord uh is not silent um, even though we can't leave and go out of our houses um, except for getting groceries and work and evidently recording podcasts, the Lord's not silent. And so uh, we just wanted to kind of share that uh, what the Lord's kind of been teaching and, and, and showing us. And so, Luke, uh, what, what do you feel like the Lord's been teaching you through this time? What is something that maybe he's brought to the surface or something that maybe he's been showing you or, or wanting to show you or maybe you think the Lord's doing through this time? Well, I mean, I don't know. This kind of 
just this whole fighting an enemy that I literally cannot see has brought mortality and fear to my mind more than anything else has. Um, I don't know. Anytime I'm on a plane, I instantly recognize my mortality. And it scares me like nothing else when we go through a storm on a plane. And that's how I feel like at a recurring, it's almost a recurring theme every night. I feel that fear of, man, I literally, it could be, this virus could be in me right now. Not only that, but it just kind of opens up the door to a myriad of other things. Like what else could be in me? What could I get next week that's not even coronavirus? It's just something that could just take me out. Bud Uh, Light virus. Yeah. Um, so I just think of all those things, just, man, how fragile life is, how fragile I am. It's like last night I'm trying to live stream James Spann and thinking, gosh, I, I can't, I'm trying to fight a virus. There's also possibly a tornado coming. Our pets' heads are falling off. Like there's so many things. I don't know, like, I don't know what to fight, what to do. Like it's just, and so it's been really hard, but it's also been really good in a way for me to, just cast myself on the Lord, cast my fears on him, cast my anxieties on him because I know that he cares for that. Um, so yeah, he's just taught me a lot about really just taking every thought captive, as Second Corinthians says, to take every thought captive and lifting my eyes up to know two things about the Lord, one that he's sovereign and one that he's good. Man, if he's good and he's not sovereign, then that's, that's useless. He can't do anything. It doesn't matter if he's good because he's not in control. But if he's sovereign... And he's not good, man, that's terrifying to think that God is in control of all this, yet he's not good. But knowing that those two things are both true in their fullness of God, and those things are woven together perfectly and they are not enemies, I can know that some way, somehow, um, that he is working all these things for his glory and for his good. I can see maybe two to three things that he is working for his good in this, but I know in the background he's doing a million billion things um, to work this for my good, for your good, for his children's good, mm-hmm. and uh, and for his glory. So that's just really, really um, just ministered to my heart. And also, um, I just one day randomly turned to Colossians and just thought, <clears throat> I'm going to deviate from my, from my reading plan today and go through Colossians. And I made it to chapter three and just got stuck on the first three verses and decided, you know what, I think I'm just going to memorize um, Colossians 3, 1 through 3, and I'm going to say that to you now. Bible closed. This is from memory. I'm hoping I can make it through it. But it says, this is Colossians 3, uh, verse 1 through 3. says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Um, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. That's verse 2. And verse 3, I forgot, so I'm going to have to open up and read it. There we go. Verse 3 says this. Verse 3 says, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And it seems like, of course, this verse is just perfectly, perfectly fit into what I've needed during this time. So a couple things that stick out to me in this verse, and they just continually minister to my heart as I've been trying to memorize this, is... Um, one, that Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And two, set your mind on the things above. And just real quickly, man, if Christ is seated at the right hand of God, that means that when he said it is finished on the cross, we just celebrated this at Easter. When he said it is finished, man, we know that his work on the cross is complete. Like he did something and he fulfilled his covenant promise. So I know that if he is seated at the right hand of God, that his work 
has been fulfilled, right? And he is reigning and ruling, and he is still in charge. He is still in charge. He is still above. And to um, the second part, to set your mind on things that are above. It is so, so easy for my mind to be set on things that are around me and to fear this world. And it's a scary world. I find myself so, so often just out of fear, just crying for the Lord, please come back, redeem, restore, renew. It's just a scary world that we live in. And if you you don't um, see just your mortality, man, it's just a, a willful ignorance to live a life and not see the things around you. Um, that could easily take you out to live as though that you'll never die, um, because that's just not true. It's a it's a scary world that we live in, and nobody makes it out alive, as they say. Um, so, man, I just have to continually set my mind on things that are above, and live a life, and think, and feel, and talk to people, and do things through the lens of that reality. That one, Christ is seated at the right hand of God. He's on His throne. He's reigning and ruling. And two, I have to live a life with my mind set on things that are above. There's no way. There's no way I can make it, um, make it in this world without. I love what C.S. Lewis says. He wrote an article, or I forget where actually where this came from, but talking about the atomic bomb scares. And this is one of his lines out of there. He says, they may break our bodies, but they need not dominate our minds. And there's just a way to be faithful, to live a life that's faithful for God's glory. Um with your mind not set on the fear and the pandemic that's around us and the things that are breaking the body and the world that's coming to ruin. Um, We just have to set our minds on things that are above and live out of that reality uh, just to ourselves and the people around us. Man, just tell the more beautiful story that Jesus is reigning and ruling and he's still in control. That's good. Um, we uh, we certainly have learned a lot uh, in this, and it's been it's been crazy. I know even for me and my family, you know, we've had my my wife's family come over and and come over to the house, and they have to stay six feet apart. My little babies don't understand why they can't go hug on Mimi and do dad, and they, and they just don't, and and not on pop. They just don't understand it. Do dad? Yeah, <laughs> um, it's one of my favorite things, um, especially because cute my kids say. It. So um, it's been hard. Uh, you know, for me, I think the Lord's been very, very clear in what He wants and what He's been teaching me. I'm, I'm not a good rester. I'm not a good. Um, I'm not a good settler downer. Um, I like to. I like to work. Working's my favorite, as the great prophet Buddy Elf, Buddy the Elf, would say. And so, um, uh, working is my favorite. I love it. I love. I love my job. I love what I get to do. I love the people I get to see. As a student pastor, I love the students that we get to minister to, and uh, and. A lot of that has been changed. Now my preaching is into a, a lens instead of to a people, and, and so it's hard. And the Lord just been, over the last six months probably, has been trying to teach me to slow down and what it looks like to Sabbath and to rest in Him. And this has kind of forced that in. Uh, you, know, I'm, you know, I've drastically cut back my hours. Uh, now my things are different that I'm doing. I'm still working hard, but my things are different uh, different because I'm not in schools. I'm not meeting with students. I'm not putting on programming. And so uh, it's really caused me to have to change the way I do things. And it's it's taught me. And the Lord's really shown me I need to slow down. And so I've been trying to walk in that and try to realize that there's a rest that's needed. And the Sabbath has been what the Lord has been showing me, that I need a, I need a weekly time, 24 hours, to get... Uh, just resting with the Lord, feasting in the Lord, celebrating the Lord, uh, and, and, and getting away from the hustle and the bustle of the work. 
And the Lord's been very kind to show me that. And, uh, you know, you were talking about being uh, that, that uh, Jesus is seated in heaven, in heavenly places, and he's seated in a place where he's above everything. You know, the, what that reminds me of is uh, in Ephesians chapter 2. Um, in Ephesians chapter 2, and this has been a good reminder when the anxiety of all this and the fear of all this, because I've got a family, I've got kids, I've got to provide for, I've got, I've got, uh, you know, um, uh, my, my parents are not, you know, they're, they're susceptible to this. And it, it seems, you know, like, uh, it's disaster after disaster. Uh, and it seems like at any point, well, you know, just give in, you know, to laziness, to sloth, slothfulness. It just feels like there's so many things going on. I'm reminded that not only is he seated above everything, but in Ephesians chapter 2, it says this in verse 6, And he raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And so um, I, I'm reminded that not only is he above everything, but because of him making us alive in him, that he that we too are above these things, yeah. above the, the, the passions of the flesh, the, the wickedness of the world, though it may come after our bodies, our souls are safely seated with Christ. And that, that there's nothing, no anxiety, no fear, no loss of job, no none of that that can ever take that away. We've been raised above that. Um, the things that war against our souls, we've been raised above that. And uh, man, I just, I, I, find, I find solace in that. And uh, this has been really, you know, when schedules change, that, that 2 Corinthians verse about taking every thought captive and making it obedient to the Lord, I've had to do that. I've had, I've had to really take time to, to make my thoughts obedient to the Lord uh, during this time. And he's really taught me a lot about himself and about what he wants and desires for his people and and uh, what he desires for my family and, and for me. And he's just really taught me a lot. And it took a global pandemic to force me to stop uh, to do this. But I don't think the Lord, I don't think the Lord did this by accident. I don't think he is caught off guard. I don't think that, uh, I think that he has a purpose and a plan, even in the midst of this pain, to, to make great his name. And, uh, and uh, we get to, we get to see him be a part of that. And so, um, I mean, uh, Luke, do you have anything else you want to add to maybe what the Lord's teaching you or anything like that? Or any final encouragements? Yeah, I'd say for me and probably for a lot of our listeners, it's just, man, it's a daily battle just to set my mind on things that are above, yeah. to have that all-encompassing mindset of God's reigning and ruling. I am in Christ, um, and that cannot be taken away from me. That's the most secure thing right now. Yeah. In a world of unpredictability, and it seems like you don't know if you'll be sick tomorrow, you'll lose a family member tomorrow. A lot of us in this season will probably get some really hard news, um, or we'll, we will know people that will get really hard news. And that's just a fact of life. And the only thing that we can rest in is not the things that we have accumulated or our hope in this earth or in this world, but to know that, man, we are in Christ if we are followers of Jesus. Yeah. And that our union with Christ is the most, the single most secure thing about us and the most important thing about us. Um, that's literally the only, the only um, differentiator between everyone on earth. Either they are in, we are in Christ or we are not in Christ. And only one of us have a true eternal hope um, on this earth. And that is those of us that are found in Christ. Yeah. So yeah, I think for me, it's just constantly setting my mind on that and knowing that as long as I'm in Christ, regardless of what happens, he's in control and everything that happens, 
um, ultimately is for good, for my good and his glory. So Yeah. Um, and I'm just reminded that in this time, it's an exile time, it's a wilderness time. We're not allowed to be in the places that we normally are and gather in the way that we normally do. That some of the greatest teachings and some of the greatest growth that comes from the Lord is after and during the wilderness time. Mm. And, uh, and so I, I, my hope and our, our hope and prayer is that um, as a result of this time in the wilderness, this time in exile and quarantine, that we would come out looking more like Jesus with a fresh, uh, a fresh renewed spirit in us as we seek to follow the Lord even more. And uh, we know this, that there's people hurting from this, and, there's, and the Lord's talking to a lot of different people about these different subjects and about what's going on. And so what we hope to do is in the coming weeks is to uh, bring on people, uh, bring on people from different way, uh, paths of life, from pastors and teachers to, to moms and, 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 and Sunday school teachers and, and plumbers and electricians, whoever we can bring on uh, that have been affected by this quarantine and, and, and have also seen the Lord teaching them something. And so we hope that you enjoy the next few uh, episodes that we have. And we hope to do this well until we get out of this quarantine and, and then we'll kind of maybe get back on pace to looking at other podcasts or however we need to do it. But during this time, we're going we're gonna to be interviewing different people as we try to seek out what the Lord's doing, not just here, but across our country. And so we uh, love you guys. We're grateful for you. Please subscribe and share this. And uh, please feel free to, to, to let your friends know about this. We want to be the greatest Here's the Deal podcast <laughs> of all the other seven Here's the Deal podcasts. So uh, anyways, we love you guys. We are grateful for you. And uh, we hope to see you next time on the Here's the Deal podcast.